You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. Today, we'll hear from Drew Perkins, Director of PD at TeachThought. Drew's been in education for the past two decades, and in addition to helping schools with professional development across the country, he also runs the TeachThought Podcast. Happy to be here. And um, who am I? Well, um, probably lots of things. Um, I was a classroom teacher, even though I knew that I did not want to be, as I sit here in my office and look to the left, I see the teaching certificate and the teacher's contract of my grandmother. Uh, my mother was a teacher, my teacher at one point, and then went on to be a principal and, and did some other things in education, retired. And I knew that I did not want to be an educator. I knew better, right? And then I uh, went to Michigan State University, had designs on being an attorney, and then I did an internship with an attorney and thought, well, that was not at all what I wanted to do. So I was kind of lost in the world of thinking, what does a political scientist do? Um, in the Back in the day, in the advertisements, the classifieds, they had no ad, ads looking for political scientists. So I was looking, trying to figure out what I wanted to do and, and did some substitute teaching and thought, well, this is really cool. So I went back, got my teaching certificate and then I uh, was in the classroom for 15 years in Michigan, Kentucky, out to California, and then back to Kentucky where I was in the classroom until 2012. So I thought middle school, high school, social studies, essentially, although I started in special ed, did emotional behavior disorder, uh, that kind of work, and then moved into general ed classrooms and did basically any social studies class you could probably think of, psych, soc, AP, psych, AP, U.S. history. I don't think I did AP world. Uh, and then 2012, I'd, I'd made a transition into the consulting world where I was a national faculty member for the Buck Institute for several years and did some work locally and independently. And then now am the director of uh, professional development here at TeachSoft. Drew started by sharing the three qualities he thinks make a well-prepared PBL teacher. One of the things I think is really important is that teachers are sort of entrepreneurial, if you will, that they're they're constantly thinking in a mode of uh, sort of opportunistic of, you know, boy, I could I, I, I could maybe take that idea and turn it into a great project idea. I read Fast Company, the, the magazine, and almost never come away from reading uh, an issue of that magazine without some really cool idea or thinking like, boy, I'd love to do that as a project. I wonder I wonder how interested students would be in doing some work like that. So uh, doing that, being entrepreneurial, I would say really being inquiry-based or being able to understand the concept and dynamic that inquiry can, can create. And it's not just asking some questions, but asking really great questions and actually even more so being able to understand how you create those scenarios in which great questions sort of spring up all over the place. That's an art form. I mean, there's a real science to project-based learning as there is to teaching. And that's important as you get started in any of that. But that, I think, sets you up to be able to be really inquiry-based and know when to, to ask the right questions, when to, to lead with questions. And sometimes you need to, you know, be, be more direct. A colleague that I'd worked with year, uh, over the past couple of years sort of joked, he said, you know, inquiry-based and constructivist learning only goes so far sometimes. Like, you know, if you're in, the, in a crowded theater and there's a fire, you probably should not spend a lot of time trying to use questions to guide people to the fire escape. You lead them to the damn fire escape, right? <laughs> like, we've got to go. 
So, you know, this sort of approach Absolutely. of you know, that balance, right? Um, and then maybe the third one might be really being patient, which is part of that. You know, there's there's a, a productive struggle sort of curve, if you will, where students, we want them to, to struggle, but only productively. And as a teacher, sometimes it can be hard to be patient so that you're not, you know, letting, giving them too much but also knowing when you go, okay, I need to, to make sure that they're not shutting down. So there's a lot of patience there. And also, you know, as you're, as you're doing project-based learning, you've got to be flexible. Um, you've got to, to, to be able to roll with the punches and sort of be fluent in that process so that, you know, there's a patience there that sometimes that teachers say, well, you know, I can't work. I can't do this because we have all these parameters. And there's sometimes some real truth to that. Um, but being patient with the students, with the process, with their own growth, that it doesn't have to be perfect the first time. And actually, probably even the 50th time, it's still not going to be perfect because learning is messy. Patient, entrepreneurial, and curious. What's interesting about those three is that they're all also qualities that we'd want to see in a graduating student or even a future employee. And as you heard, Drew seems to be really particular about inquiry and teacher questioning. So we asked him to expand a bit on his ideas. I think it's very, very important to think about, and and a lot of times in our workshops, we try to challenge teachers to think about what are the questions that, that are important to kids? Because as as teachers and social studies teachers um, probably know what I'm talking about when I say essential questions, but there's other disciplines as well that have these sort of essential questions. And, you know, those are great questions in a lot of cases. You know, does, does war bring peace or things like, you know, that, these sort of deep, uh, really rich questions. But the problem with some of those is that kids don't care. And if kids don't care, if they're not interested in solving the problem or engaging in the, the sort of inquiry and the, and the challenge and, and, and the problem that we're after, then you're going to be fighting the compliance battle. So one of the tricks of inquiry inside of project-based learning, and it is hard, um, I, you know, I don't want to simplify it and say, boy, this is really just an easy trick to do. But one of the tricks is to think about how can we ask questions that are important to our students that also get them to uh, think about and uh, uncover and answer the questions that are important to us as teachers. Drew then shared the importance of understanding how many other teaching strategies and ideas teachers already use in their classroom can actually work well within a project-based learning framework. One of the blog pieces and, and some of the things that I write about in the Teach Thought blogs is, you know, as the guy who comes in or when I have other people come in, Teach Thought facilitators, uh, to go into work with schools, we know that in a lot of cases, teachers are pretty resistant to the idea of professional development because it's been done so poorly in a lot of cases and uh, lots of, you know, sort of missing gaps and missing pieces there. But we also know what we, part of that, that equation is that teachers are sort of like, okay, so this is the new thing. When will this go away? And when will the next new thing be coming around the bend? And they have that sort of mindset. Uh, for a reason, and it's it's absolutely true that that has happened in so many schools and so many places, and as a teacher, I experienced that and, and was very cynical about that, so I understand that, and so getting them to think about project-based learning as not the new thing, but as a framework in which lots of those things that they've done in the past that they thought were good and are still doing 
really work well as scaffolding pieces, as ways to leverage the thinking and learning that we're trying to get. So, you know, you might have done literacy training or, boy, I don't know, differentiation, creativity or inquiry. All of those things fit really well inside the framework of of project-based learning. The idea that we want lifelong learners, whether they're going to college or not, is is really important. I don't think there's a teacher in the world who would say, no, I don't want my kids to be enjoying learning and engaging in learning uh, from a from an enjoyment perspective. Um, so if we want them to be lifelong learners, I think we have to shift that paradigm in our K-12 schools so that there's more inquiry, that they're, they're op- they have opportunities to sort of pursue those questions that they Uh, that they have, not just the questions that we have as teachers. Since Drew works in professional development, we were curious what he thinks needs to shift in PD and training of teachers in order to better understand these ideas. It's a really interesting challenge trying to to think about the professional development space differently, uh, to innovate it um, in ways that maybe are not sort of standardized or cookie cutter. I think it's really, really important, or we think it's really important here to make sure as much as possible that schools have really thought through their mission and their vision. So they're sort of, why do they exist and what do they, what do they think they think they should look like? So helping schools to, to do some of that work, um, even switching it around, sort of flipping it from a mission statement to a mission question, which then engages them in inquiry. Because if you say, you know, whatever your mission statement is, you turn it into a question, well, what do we need to know and be able to do in order to do that? And that process, I think, is really important. And then let's vision it. What does your ideal school look like? Um, and so all of our PD is meant to do that as well. So how does that fit with your mission and your, your purpose and your vision? I know that there are some teacher preparation programs that are, that are making some of those shifts and, uh, and that's important. It's always sort of stunning to me that when we do workshops that fresh out of college teachers say, you know, this is, this is sort of blowing my mind when it comes to project based learning. Like, and I always think, wow, this this should not be anything new. This should be what you should be engaging in quite a bit. Um, not that everything in every classroom and every school needs to be project based learning. And by the way, project based learning can look very different in in you know different settings. So, as teachers, we are we should be at least thinking in a project based sort of um, mode, if you will, the idea of understanding what it is we're trying to accomplish, what we sort of our end in mind um, as you set up a unit or your classroom for the first time or, you know, whatever it is, and then really sort of identifying, being thoughtful about what it is that I need and need to know, be able to do, and how am I going to do it? So not just a need to know list, but a need to do list. And approaching things from that perspective, I think, is important. Uh, one of the other blog pieces that that uh, we have uh, that I wrote it was uh, a PBL mindset for leadership. And so, as you think about this, it's the same sort of dynamic. I think when schools engage in project-based learning, I think it's really important that the the, the leadership engages in it as well. And that includes being present and active in the workshop and designing a project as well. But also, the, some of the greatest examples that I've seen where project-based learning has is, you know, had a much better chance of taking hold and becoming sort of a cultural norm there was where the leadership at the school was using that approach with their staff 
So, you know, if they had a problem to solve, and schools have lots of problems to solve, uh, approaching that from a driving question, getting the staff to engage in things that they need to know in that inquiry process, uh, and then, you know, you can that democratizes that, that system uh, and that process and the cultural norms, and then they get to see not only from a teacher perspective but as a learner perspective, as they do in a workshop, uh, so, you know, why can't we do that in university as well, where they are visioning and thinking about what it is that they have as an end in mind, and it could be on small things from, you know, sort of classroom design to larger things and larger scope. So, you know, then thinking, identifying what it is that they need to know, be able to do, and being intentional about that process. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, and we're talking with Drew Perkins about teacher development and project-based learning. For resources on preparing teachers and students for project-based learning, check out our most recent campaign, It's a Project-Based World, on our website, gettingsmart.com. Now back to Drew as he explains some of the shifts that he wants to see, but also acknowledges just how hard this work is. One of the problems with our professional development model in most cases is that it's like, okay, so we have PD days and PD hours which is so so artificial and not inorganic it's it's maddening to teachers it's maddening to administrators and so we as we as that hopefully changes and i think it will it has to change you know having two days or three days at the beginning of school year and a day in october and a day in november or whatever because it doesn't always work like that like learning doesn't happen on a schedule all the time and in projects for example Teachers often really need to know and have questions or need support when they need it. Now, internal capacity and structures can can help that and need to be there as well. But what we think about is virtual office hours like you're in college and say, all right, we need help on our project. And so let's book a time. They can jump on a calendar and book a time now instead of having to wait until November 10th, because that's the next PD day, and well, that won't really help anyways, because we're all going to be in a big cafeteria or the library, and I won't really be able to get my help because it's not the right setting or whatever. So, you know, thinking through things like that. Drew totally reinforced why the work is important by leaving us with a great story about how schools can be adding real value to the community, and that PBL can be a powerful vehicle for change. One of the pieces that we are potentially really missing out on in our schools is the role that they can play in the community, uh, not just, and I think that they've been, in many ways, schools have been marginalized sort of as a surrogate parent, uh, and that's that's unfortunate, but, you know, one of the things that I think schools can do is add real value to the community, and that could be locally, regionally, globally, and so not you know, so lots of folks talk about the move from being consum- consumers to uh, to creators, and I think that's important. Um, I did a podcast with Justin Tart, I think maybe about a year ago. It's on on one of our episodes, and he actually made the point. I don't know if it was his idea or not, but uh, I, I really loved it. So uh, we've moved from consumers to create to creators, but now how can we make that shift to contribution so that they're adding value to the world, to the community with the work that they're doing. And I think that that certainly uh, is is a good reason to do project-based learning because we say, what is the product? So what are we creating and why and for what authentic audience? And what better opportunity than to have students working on real problems that are adding value 
One of my favorite projects um, that I had an opportunity to work with a teacher up in northern Indiana in uh, Mishawaka, Indiana, Penn High School, and Diane Bowersox is her name, and we were working through some project-based learning. She was a fairly traditional, uh, in some ways, science teacher. The first sort of go-around, she sort of really, mm, I'm not sure about this, that kind of thing. And she sort of went a little bit heavier into it and designed a project that was around water quality. And it was a real authentic issue in their community where uh, some of the, a lot of the folks had well water and there was some sort of contaminant. Um, and I don't remember off the top of my head exactly what it was, but there, but there was a real issue in the community that it had brought up. And so part of their project was to test the water quality for folks. And they put on an event at, I think it was an Ace Hardware. And then Diane told me, she, she reflected, she said, you know, I, I wasn't sure anybody was going to show up. You know, we, we were there on a Saturday and here we are with our water testing equipment and all this stuff. And she said it was unbelievable that they tested water for eight straight hours. People came in from the community with water that they literally were testing for eight hours straight. And the power of that, because that helped people understand the problem better, perhaps make decisions on what they're doing with their property or with uh, elections and voting and policy. I mean, the implications are just that the ripples go out, you know, wide, right? So that, that I just love that. And, and to see that authentic audience and that authentic purpose, adding value to the community is really powerful. We hope you all enjoyed the podcast. For more on Drew and his work at Teach Thought, check out teachthoughtpd.com and wegrowteachers.com. Or you can follow him at at dperkinsed. If you like hearing from school leaders and teachers, head over to the Getting Smart podcast on iTunes and check out our other interviews with ed leaders across the country. And if you like what you hear, let us know by rating us on iTunes. For the Getting Smart podcast, this is Kat and Megan signing off.